0: Thank you for joining us for Mental Health. Let's talk about it. I'm your host, Charlene Pickram, the owner of Pick Empowerment, and you're tuned into CIOE 97.5 Community Radio. And today I have one of my fellow hosts with me, Jennifer Stewart. She has Find Your Sparkle with Jen every Friday at 12.30. Welcome, Jen. Thank you, Charlene. It's great to be here. (laughs) So I had the... uh, I was fortunate enough to be on Jennifer's show. Jeez, it must be oh, almost... Well,
1: just before... Well, not long before yours started. Yeah. So that just was kind over of, a year ago. Yeah. It's... Oh my golly. Time flies, doesn't it? I know.
0: And actually, I think it was after your show that I actually ran into Jim and chatted
1: with Jim and he said... The rest is history. Yeah. He goes, I really like you. <laughs> you want a show? I was like... Okay. (laughs) You know, it's funny because you never know what kind of chance meetings or opportunities will arise from anything. That's right. The open door policy. Are you going to walk through it though? Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So Jen, what, what is your story? How did you start your business, Jazz Potential, and get into being a host here at CIOE?
1: Well, I guess if I if I go back to when I started with jazz potential, I had worked in the corporate world for more than 20 years. And you know, when I think back to when I was a kid, I always felt that I was meant to do something and make an impact with people in helping them. And when I hit 40, that seems to be a magic number, <laughs> I started questioning a lot of things and I wasn't really where I was thinking I would be at that Mm. point in my life. And when I looked at my career, I spent a lot of time helping other people and doing things that I guess really didn't fulfill my soul. Yes. And I started to think about, you know what, this is not where I want it to be and where I thought I would be. And what do I want to do when I grow up? (laughs) Now I know 40 most people think that we're grown up at that point but honestly i really i felt an unsettling there was an unease and i felt you know what i don't know who i am anymore i don't know what i want anymore what am i going to do with my life because this is definitely not what i want it to do yeah i started doing self exploration and i've always been into that but you know we put ourselves on the sideline a lot especially as women And at that point in my life, I thought, you know what, it's time for me to really figure out what I need to do for me. Mm. When I started reflecting on my life and all of the things that I really enjoyed and loved to do, I realized that coaching people, training people, helping build people up were always those things that gave me a lot of joy Mm. and a lot of personal satisfaction. I did a lot of business management, strategic planning, business planning, process management, admin stuff, and while that is needed, it really didn't suit me. Yeah. As my <laughs> and and my personality and and my soul. However, along the way, and I managed a lot of people, and I really loved motivating them. Yeah. I really loved you know, helping to challenge them to see that they could be better than what they are today, tomorrow, Mm -hmm. even if it's just a minuscule amount. So when I really did that self-reflection, I thought, holy cow, you know, I've been coaching since I was a little kid. You know, I helped, I was one of those kids at school that would help kids to, you know, if they had problems with different school activities in math, especially, and or reading or, you know, whatever. I wanted to be there to help. And that trend continued really throughout my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, I've been actually doing this for a long time. I just didn't realize what it was. So I decided to go back to school and become a certified coach and then also to get my diploma in adult education. Nice. And I have to say, when I did my adult education diploma with Saint Effects, it was the best, best training I've ever done. I've got a bachelor in business admin from the Mount, which I loved, but there were things that were missing. Yeah. The whole time that I was doing the adult education program, it was just felt like that was my calling
0: Uh aha moments over and over again. Oh my golly,
1: every single time. It didn't feel like work. And I thought, holy cow, this is what I need to be doing. Yeah. Then came Jazz Potential. And then, of course, and I had, and I will preface this with, I had my majors in marketing with a minor in management. So I know the rules with the marketing and the niche (laughs) market and everything. For some reason, I thought that I could reach... Everybody, because I just, I really wanted to help everyone. And of course, we know that that's not true. You need to really narrow your niche market and find your target market. Yeah. So it took me a few years to really figure that out. Mm-hmm. And when I did, it's women like us. That's that's what it turned out to be. And then I really did some some more soul searching and a lot of market research. I talked to a lot of women and I realized, you know, at this at a certain stage of life, women... Are sitting there thinking, holy cow, is this it? Mm -hmm. What's next for me? This isn't where I thought I was. Who am I? What do I like? I don't even know who I am or what I like anymore. And I thought, you know what, that's where I need to focus. Hence, Find Your Sparkle was born. And I haven't really looked back since and it's just been growing and expanding and going to group coaching and now you know, courses, individual courses, and I'm looking at getting things online now and having it more accessible. Mm-hmm. And as you know, a lot of times finances can step, come in the, it, be a problem or be in the way. Yeah. So what my goal is, is to make it reachable for everyone who really needs and wants that. Yeah. Of course I have a book on the work on the works too. So that'll be coming <laughs> hopefully by the end of all? next year. <laughs> yeah. A couple of them.
0: <laughs> so, you know, your your mission for fine, you know, is for individuals to find their
1: sparkle, like you did. Oh my golly. My mission really is to help women start that journey to find their authentic self mm. so they can live a life full of joy love, purpose, passion, and of course, sparkle. Mm-hmm. Now, we really can use, who can't use more sparkle in their life, really, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. And, and so, you know, you talk about, again, turning 40 and that journey of getting to know you as an individual and what fulfills you on a day-to-day basis. So in regards to your mental health, if you compared... Where you were in regards to working for other people and not living your your dream or fulfilling your dream, and where you are now what's the difference in regards to your mental health well being
1: well i I've, while you were asking that question, lots of things were floating in my head. I want to go back to when I lived in Ontario, I worked at a job that was a toxic environment. Mm. And I literally would be sick to my stomach every single day of my life when I would have to drive down that road. I had indigestion problems. My hair was falling out. I had major anxiety. I literally had headaches every single day of my life. I felt like when I would get home, I had to pull knives out of my back every single day. Needless to say, that played a huge role on my quality of life, Yeah, my life with my kids, my life with my spouse, my, you know, it was, it wreaked havoc. It does, yeah. It really, it really did. And I was sick more often. It was a real challenge to get my butt out of bed in the morning and I dreaded it. Yeah. Couldn't wait for the weekend, was drained by the time the weekend come. Came, ugh, pardon me. By the time the weekend came along, I didn't have as much energy as I would have liked. So it really played a significant role. Now I have more control over my life. Yeah. I have more control over how I feel, how I show up every day. I don't have to deal with the BS that goes along with being in a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with those people that, you know, were stabbing me in the back all the time. Overall, it is a million times better. Nice. It is nice. And just to have that control and realize how much of my life is really up to me. Oh, I love that. Right? yeah, Yeah, it makes it makes a huge difference because we can blame and, and sometimes we're in situations where we have to be, I had to, I had to work. Yeah. You know, at that time I recently split with my husband. I was a single mom. I had to work. I had to keep a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of stuck sometimes. But once I got out of there, I can tell you right now, it felt like the biggest weight of the world was lifted off my shoulder. Yeah. So that was pretty fantastic.
0: Well, clarity. Because it really weighs on you that, you know, like you said, that toxic environment, that toxic work culture, but you're dependent on it. Right. So you really feel like the control is being taken away from you. You're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in regards to being stuck, you mentioned it affects you, Personally, not only professionally. You, oh, my God. You don't just leave it at work. You take no, it home.
1: No. And I've always been invested in my personal growth, my personal attitude, you know, staying healthy, keeping stress at bay. I I did workshops. Even back then, I would do workshops on that. But when you're stuck in that situation, <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes <laughs> it's a little bit different. And I felt, I really felt trapped. So that, I think intensified everything. Yeah. When I got home, you know, and throughout the day, deep breathing is is my tool of my life that I've used since I was a child, and I have to do that regularly and it's still something that I do on pretty much a daily basis. Me too. But it was amazing the things that I would try to do. And when you get in a rut, sometimes you forget all of those things that you're supposed to do. (laughs) You've got this big toolbox, which I always had this toolbox. But when you're stuck and you're in that rut, sometimes you need a kick or you need a push or a nudge to remind you that, okay, you know what? You may be in a situation that you don't have some control over, but you can still control you. Yeah, And eventually that's what I ended up being able to do before i could get out of there but it's tough and yeah it, the motivation oh, when you're stuck in a rut is tough it is definitely tough and it's something that you have to really force yourself to do once i got over my little pity party yeah <laughs> and realized that okay you know what this is this isn't working anymore i'm this is really impacting me i started to make a plan of how i could get out of there yeah And then in the meantime, started taking out my toolbox and saying, okay, you know what? You have to get more exercise in, you have to eat better, you have to sleep better, and Mm -hmm. you have to start using these tools. Yeah. And journaling is one that I had put on the shelf at that time. Mm -hmm. Once I got my journal back out. It made a huge difference. Then I added my grateful journal back in, which had also been on the shelf because that's another thing that happens when we're in those situations. We throw these tools that have helped us throughout our lives away.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: we do. Temporarily anyways, but that was something that really helped me to get back to the place where I needed to be.
0: Mm -hmm. And when you're journaling, it really assists you process. And like you said, develop the plan yes it doesn't happen automatically
1: no and it
0: has to be worked
1: oh my golly and that's i think as as human beings we sometimes that's what we want we just want that instant gratification that instant solution yeah that instant change and it does take time and it does take preparation and work
0: yeah. And we're not the most patient individuals. <laughs> um, and we don't always have the compassion that we, re- re- we require, um, to help
1: us move forward. Oh my golly. Absolutely not.
0: Yeah. And, and so um, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to continue having our conversation with Jennifer Stewart of Find Your Sparkle with Jen, which is every Friday at 1230 here at CIOE 97.5 FM. And we'll be back after a moment. Welcome back to Mental Health. Let's talk about it. I'm Charlene Pickram, the owner of Pick Empowerment. And we are talking with Jennifer Stewart, the owner of Jazz Potential. And Jennifer has a show here on CIOE 97.5 FM. Find Your Sparkle with Jen every Friday at 1230. And so before we went on our break, we were talking about tools tools to help you with your day-to-day stress and mental health well-being and you were talking about you know pulling them off the shelf you're in your 40s but how did they get on the shelf where did you find these tools that worked for you so where did that education come from jen
1: Well, I I think there are multiple sources, really, Charlene. And I think it starts back to when I was a child, and my mom used to do yoga. And she would have her quiet time, which Mm -hmm. was her meditation, but she still wouldn't even call it meditation, but she would have her chill time, shall we say. And I always knew that that was a really important thing. Mm. And I guess I, I mimicked a lot of that along the way. And the deep breathing thing my mom would do, you know, take some deep breaths. If you're feeling frustrated, take the deep breaths. And then I just kind of adopted that. And that really, that set the stage for me, I think, throughout my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I've always been fascinated with people's behavior and why they do things and why they act in certain ways. So I always had an interest in what would help people to calm down. And I started really, I guess I've always been a people watcher. I've always loved to read books. I started really young reading a lot of positive mental attitude books and self-help and self-development books <laughs> way back when I was probably way too young <laughs> to be even <laughs> thinking about that kind of stuff. But it really did always fascinate me. Yeah. And I had a friend who had a really bad temper. And I used to watch how he would explode. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, I wonder how we could help him. And I started getting him to start deep breathing. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of evolved into, you know, in with the good. Hold that, get all that good in there, and then let the bad out. So that's kind of become my go-to. And Mm -hmm. with my kids, that was a huge a huge thing and we shared during the break you know you don't know if your children are listening sometimes <laughs> and every now and again they'll say something where you think oh wow thank goodness they actually heard and they're actually doing this stuff and my son regularly practices the deep breathing as does my daughter yeah but then that evolved into you know I felt much better when I was active Mm. When I was outside, if I was, you know, sick and in the house, I just felt kind of blah. As soon as I would go outside and be around the trees and the grass and nature, all of a sudden I started feeling better. So I really started paying attention to that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, if I'm feeling a little bit off inside and I went and I just ran really quick. And just did a quick little run. It not even like not a jog or a run, but just like a sprint. Yep. I felt better, mm-hmm. and I just always kind of was really paying attention to that. So I learned really young that exercise definitely had an impact on the way that I felt, yeah. and that it could help me feel better if I had that weird thing in my stomach or that mm. weird pain in my chest or the tightening, you know, the tightening where you were. Everything just seemed so stiff. But it was a lot of experimentation and really paying attention. Mm -hmm. And then as I grew older, I did a lot more reading and started to develop even more tools that I would put in my toolbox. Reading for me is a great outlet. Meditation, it's huge. And I would love to say that I meditate daily, but I don't. But when I do... I feel so much better. Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing is not to beat yourself up when you get off track, but just to remember, okay, you know what? Okay, time to get yourself that's right. back in. Yeah. And I can remember teaching my kids to meditate and they just thought it was a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> um, but it's different for everyone too. And that's what I'd like to, to try and remind people. People have this belief in their head that you have to prevent all these thoughts from going and you know there's a lot of people who and a lot of my clients that will say I can't meditate my brain won't shut off. Mm-hmm. Your brain doesn't have to shut off. It needs to quiet a little bit. But you know what? You're going to have some of those thoughts come in exactly. and that's okay. Yeah. Just not to get hung up on them. That's where you have to learn, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit different strategies and just okay, there's a thought, let it go. There's another thought, let it go. Yeah. Don't get stuck on it, which I think a lot of times is what happens to us. But I've developed a really great toolkit for myself over the years, which I think has been a combination of trial and error, a lot of reading, Mm -hmm. a lot of doing and, you know, talking to other people and finding out, you know, what have you done that's worked for you? Exactly. And yeah. just, you know, having yeah. that example with my mom doing the yoga and having some meditation, quiet time and the deep breathing, I think that really helped to set me up. So now when I'm feeling anxious and I still get that, we were talking, I'm having a little bit of that spell right now, but, <laughs> but I feel confident that I can get past that.
0: Yeah. You it. Well, you've enhanced your self-awareness. Absolutely. And confidence in the tools. And I want to share with the listeners who, who aren't aware about the deep breathing and why it works. The reason why it works is because our brain is the last organ to receive oxygen. And when we're stressed out, we usually shallow breathe. Mm-hmm. So it's all about opening up your chest, getting those real deep belly breaths. So yep. you're getting that enough oxygen into your blood flow. So by the time it gets to your brain, there's, there's actually still oxygen within your, <laughs> yeah, within your blood to just give your brain that, okay, it can't think if it's, if it's malnourished. No. It needs that oxygen. So that's why deep breathing is
1: such a great tool. And it's free and we all can do it.
0: Exactly. Anytime. Anytime. That's right. And it does help with quieting the mind.
1: Oh my golly. Because you're focusing
0: on your breath. And I love, Jen, how you say... Breathe in that positive, breathe in that goodness, you know, make it a positive thing and that you're letting out all of that negativity when you breathe out.
1: Oh my golly. Yeah. And it it does, it does really work. I usually, I would always tell my kids five, start with five, five Mm -hmm. big breaths, all of the good stuff that's in there. And I like to try and get to, and I don't know why I picked the number eight, but I like to try and get the number eight for breathing in, for holding, and for releasing. Yes. that's a, it's, it's hard to get to that. But even if you start, wherever you, you're comfortable with, but just to start. And it works really well for anxiety, especially. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. if you're ticked off.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's my go-to. It definitely, oh. like, as soon as I learned that in yoga, like the Yoga Basics, it has been a daily tool for me. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, and so you're trained Reiki as well, are you not? I am. So, you know, again, was this part of your self awareness journey? Well, where did that come from?
1: Reiki, I love Reiki, and for those of you who aren't sure what Re- Reiki is, it's an alternative healing method that uses the universal life force to help break down negative blockages within our body to help our energy be able to flow unrestricted so that it's a constant stream of energy and it's yep. a constant flow so it helps to clear your your chakras and a funny story back in 2002 when i was living in ontario i came across an article about reiki And it fascinated me. I had never heard of it before. And I thought, wow, that sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. Never really gave it a whole lot of other thought. And then a couple of days later, I saw another article. And I was living in Deep River, Ontario at the time, which is about two hours north of Ottawa. And then I called my cousin, who lived in Ottawa, and I used to have to have a little bit of a break. So I would say, you know, I was thinking about coming down Next weekend, what are your plans? And she said, Well, I'm taking an introductory Reiki course. And I Mm -hmm. thought, Holy moly, this is the sign. This is the universe saying, I think that you need to take Reiki. So that was the start of my journey. And then I went on to take level two and then level three, and I got my master's in Reiki. And I haven't really looked back since. And it's something that you always have that's always available.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mom took it as well. So I got to experience it um, at the hands of my mother, which was fantastic, because initially, I was kind of like, yeah, hokey pokey, kind of stuff. Um, But you know, she would do the crystals and, you know, see where I was kind of blocked, and she'd help me through that. And and I had a, a you know, a best friend who also did it and used it with the youth that we worked with and it was
1: phenomenal. Oh my golly, it's it is, it's amazing. My first Reiki session that I ever had Actually I had the most vivid visualization that I've never had an experience since then, mm-hmm. like that one time. And I was in southern France on a bicycle, pedaling through a field of sunflowers. I could feel the wind in my hair. I can actually visualize it even even still to this day. That's wow. how strong that was. Mm-hmm. It was pretty it was pretty incredible. Uh, My husband was a naysayer at the time, and he would kind of mock me about going to Ottawa for my training. And when we moved here back in 2004, he had prostate cancer, Mm -hmm. and it was an aggressive form of prostate cancer. So I gave him his very first Reiki session, and he became a believer after that. His whole groin area was tingling. yeah, And they ended up, not having to remove his prostate, which was really awesome, because they were concerned that that was going to be a big thing because of the type of, of cancer it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying I'm not saying that uh, Reiki cured that. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying at yeah. all. But I'm saying that I believe with all of my being that that certainly helped. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, it helped him,
1: it if nothing definitely. else. And I think, I really do believe that it helped break the blockage and, you know, make it not as dire as mm-hmm. what it could have been. Yeah.
0: Well, hey, we'll take anything, won't we? Oh my golly. Yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> so we're going to take a break. You're listening to Mental Health. Let's talk about it with Charlene Pickram. We'll be back in a moment. Thank you for staying tuned into CIOE 97.5 FM Mental Health. Let's talk about it. I'm Charlene Pickram, your host and owner of Pick Empowerment, and we're talking with Jennifer Stewart of Jazz Potential. And before the break, we were talking about tools and Reiki and just learning about self-awareness, really. Oh, my golly. Yeah. Definitely. And what works for us. and And one of the things that Jennifer and I talked about during the break was that tools change as we grow and as we learn and in different contexts, tools change. So what has changed for you, if anything, Jennifer?
1: Oh, my golly. I find now that I... Am more into meditation, even though I don't do it every day, but it's it's an almost daily, mm-hmm. daily occurrence. Before it would be very sporadic. But now, and it's funny, my godson who just recently started meditating had a great analogy. He said it was like a shower for your brain. <laughs> and I hadn't heard that before, but I absolutely loved it. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. But what I find now with meditating in particular, is that I can get answers to a lot of things that are bothering me if I just quiet, because I really believe we all have the answers for whatever those questions might be. Mm -hmm. We just need to learn to listen.
0: We need to get through all the garbage
1: that's in our head. Oh, my golly, and block that crap out. Yeah. Another tool that I have implemented in the last... Almost a year now, I guess it would. Yeah, my golly, it's almost a year. And it was in Julia Cameron's book, The artist Way, is morning writings. So Mm -hmm. writing three pages of stuff and not judging the important part there is no judgment. People oftentimes think about what they're writing, not Mm -hmm. to even think about it. In fact, what she suggests is to just write and not even reread it. Yep. And just let it go. And when I do that, it clears my head. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you five minutes after I wrote three pages what I even put on there. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it helps to clear all that guok, like you're saying. The gook is important to get out of there. Yeah. And it really helps me to feel more focused for the rest of the day. And then I can get on with my day without all that garbage weighing me down. Yeah. The other thing that has been an intermittent... I guess an intermittent thing that I've done for many, many, many years is my gratitude journal. And I've gone through spurts where life has gotten in the way and I've put it on the shelf for a while. And lo and behold, I always, it always resurfaces. (laughs) And it always makes a huge difference when I start doing it again, especially if there's, you know, a couple of months where I haven't done it. I do notice a difference in just even my whole being. Yeah. The other thing is just, I think for me that I've, owned me. I've mm-hmm. owned how I show up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to be the best me that I can be. And that doesn't mean that stuff doesn't happen. It just means that I'm not going to dwell on it. Yeah. And when there's some really lousy things that happen, and we all have those, I recently lost one of my best friends and that was We've been friends since we were 10 years old. So that was extremely, extremely difficult. But I've made a conscious decision to not dwell on that, Mm -hmm. but rather to look at all of the good years that we had, all of the fun things that I have in my house that remind me of her, all of the positive Things And that helps me to get through. Mm-hmm. And not to say that there aren't days where I cry, or, you know, I think about things or I look at her picture and, and I cry. That's normal. And yeah. I don't judge myself for that. Whereas before you know, I might have been a little bit harder on myself. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that also is to help to explain to other people that, you know what, it's okay. If I have a weepy time, I'm not going to dwell on it. Mm-hmm. It too shall pass. But for whatever reason at that particular moment, I needed to, yeah. I've let go of judgment, not to say I'm not perfect, by no. a long shot, but <laughs> none of us are Jennifer. None of us are. <laughs> but it's something that I really am aware of, mm-hmm. and I really work hard to let that go and to not judge not only myself because sometimes we're you know we can do we are we're pretty hard on ourselves. We are bad. I yeah. mean, you know, recognizing that self talk and making sure that it's constructive, yeah, and not destructive. That is a huge priority for me because mm-hmm. it's easy to get caught up in that negative stuff. Yeah. And for me, I work really hard to keep that at bay. That's an awareness piece though, Jennifer. It totally is.
0: Right? So totally. you are aware that you have control over what you're saying mm-hmm. in your mind. So that twisted thinking, which I teach very much about or facilitate classes on, mm. um, we
1: are our worst critics. Ah, yes. Yes. What I encourage my clients to become is their own best friend. Yeah. Think about half the things that we say to ourselves sometimes. You would never say to <laughs> your best friend. So how could you possibly be so mean to yourself? Exactly, yeah. And and it is an awareness thing. With any kind of change, with any kind of growth, you can't change anything unless you recognize yeah. and become aware that there is something that could be changed or improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... It really does come down to self-awareness. You're absolutely right.
0: And so your gratitude journal, for me, it very much reminds me of the mindset. It gets you into that mindset of focusing on the positives within your life. So I start my day off and I don't journal. I just sit in my mind and do the whole, okay, I'm happy that I had a nice bed that I had breakfast, you know, that I'm in a warm house, that I have people that love me, that I have, you know, this station to come to, I have friends, there's so many things. But some of these things we just take for granted.
1: Yes, we do. And the Grateful Journal really does, I find for me personally, it really does help to recognize those little things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'd like to just share a quick story. When I lived in in Deep River... I had my front, I used to call it my perch, my front step. And every evening when my kids would go to bed, that was my serenity now (laughs) time. And I would go and sit on my front step and I would look at the Laurentian Mountains. And it was absolutely beautiful. My neighbor, who'd been there for 35 years, she said to me one day, she said, you know, I notice every night that you're out sitting here like i just what like what do you do and I'm, I'm i said well look you know just look at what's in front of us and how beautiful that is and i never want to take that for granted yeah. and she said oh my golly you know i don't even notice it anymore
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i said that's why i sit here every night because i don't want that to happen yeah and i like to you know that that analogy stop and smell the roses That's something that's been extremely important for me my whole life. And when my kids were little... I always try to encourage them to, you know, really take in what's around you, like the different, it may sound corny, but the different shapes and the different colors and the different textures of the rocks, the grass, the trees, the branches, the clouds. I mean, I'm a stargazer, I'm I'm a cloud gazer. I mean, you know, it's that, you know, let's look at the clouds and what do you see? And, you know, really just stopping and taking time every single day to pay attention to what's around us. Mm -hmm. My happy place is at my cottage, and I wish I could bottle the feeling that I get when I'm there, and I'm fully present in that moment. Grounded. Oh, my golly. I literally feel, I feel like my whole everything is just filled with love and light. I mm-hmm. can hear I'm so in tune to every little bird sound, the wind, the trees, the waves, the trickling of the, the brook, all of it. And it's really easy to let that go by. But once you tap into it, the feeling that you get is absolutely amazing. And yeah. it really is something that we should all experience. 24 hours a day would be fabulous, but I know that's not <laughs> realistic, but I mean, imagine if you felt that love and light all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. What a difference would that be?
0: And, and for me, again, you know, you're talking about your grounding Uh, place. And so for me, it's very similar to you. It's mother nature. It would be, you know, going out to do some photography where I'm really engaged and just looking at things and slowing down and changing the pace of my mind and my thinking
1: and just being. Yes. And it sounds so simple.
0: Yeah, it
1: does. <laughs> but it takes work. But I can promise you, and I'm sure you can promise people that when you do it, your life will change. Yeah. You really, you can deal with stuff much better. Mm-hmm. You're living in that moment. I mean, how many of us spend our time worrying about stuff that we have no control over or yeah. stuff that may or may not happen, right? I mean, you think about it. I mean, they're upwards of 90% of the stuff that we worry about, we have no control over. Yeah, That 10%, that's a different story. That's mm-hmm. the stuff that you can actually put some action to. Yeah, One of my tools that I will share that has worked exceptionally well for me, and I drive my kids and my husband crazy with it, <laughs> but I have three things with the worry If you can deal with it now, deal with it. Yeah. If you can't, put it in a bubble and let it go. And I'm a very visual person, so and I'm a little bit dramatic sometimes, (laughs) but I like to do the whole put it in the bubble and then watch it go away. Yeah. And it's amazing with those tools. The stuff that you have to deal with at a later time, put it on the shelf. Yeah. Don't let it interfere with your now. And when you can start living in the present and really enjoying – the people around you, the situation, your view, the smells, the taste, the touch, engaging all of your senses, yeah. your life will change. Yeah,
0: it does. It's the, again, it's bringing it back to really our, our nature. Yes. Our basic nature. And like you said, our, our senses, five or six senses, depending on what you believe, um, but Yes. And and that again grounds us. Totally. And grounding is so important. It's like to me, I always think of a tree. Tree is grounded with roots. Mm-hmm. Same as for me when I'm feet on the ground or laying on the ground or whatever I'm doing in nature, I am grounding myself to the bigger world.
1: Absolutely. Mm makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah, it does. And so we're going to take our final break and you're listening to Mental Health. Let's talk about it with Charlene Pickram and we have Jennifer Stewart in the studio with us. We'll be back in a moment. In the final segment of Mental Health, let's talk about it on CIOE 97.5 FM. I'm going to continue my conversation with Jennifer Stewart and we've been talking about Basically, how do we cope? How do we live with some joy, with some sparkle, as Jen says? How do you find your sparkle? And, um. You know, for everybody, the journey is
1: different. Absolutely.
0: That self-awareness is so important and talking to other individuals and finding out what works for them and potentially trying it. And that's part of what this show is all about. You know, education-based, what can we do to help you, the listener, have better mental health well-being? And so, Jennifer, one thing that I, I noticed when I was doing some research about you, um, (laughs) is that you did a crisis responder course, uh, Victims Crisis and Referral Services. Can you tell me a
1: little bit about that? Because that did tweak my interest. Absolutely. That's when I lived in Ontario. And Renfrew County is the largest geographical county in all of Ontario, however, it has it's very spread out because it's very rural, mm. and we actually were the pilot program for the the acronym is vickers and I participated in the pilot program to see if it was something that would be able to work and essentially what the 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 just of it was to have people available on site. In emergency response, Mm. with emergency response. And we did quite a bit of training. I think it was about 80 hours of training. And we covered things from um, sexual assaults to dealing with death to dealing with fires. All of the typical car accidents, all of all of that. And what we would do is we would accompany the first responders to any kind of a scene Mm -hmm. and then be available to them should they wish to talk or to find out where they could get further assistance. So not so much as a counselor per se, yes, but someone who's there to hold their hand, to say, how can I help? Mm-hmm. You know, we have, I've got a list of different agencies that would be willing to step up and we can, you know, I can help you to contact Resources. them. Absolutely. So it was really a great, a really great program that they had. I think for that first year, I had something like... Seven hundred, or how? Oh my God! It was over a thousand kilometers that I had driven, and mm-hmm. something like three hundred and twenty hours of volunteering. Wow! But it was it was really a great program that facilitated the growth of that program for the rest of the province.
0: Mm-hmm. And and as we know, with post traumatic stress disorder. This is so key to getting in and doing that early intervention, getting people to recognize that, you know, they are going to be impacted by trauma. And how do we be proactive so that post-traumatic stress disorder is not taking any more lives? Because that's what we're seeing, the suicide rates in police officers and ambulance attendants and firefighters, anybody who's on the front line who is dealing with trauma.
1: Oh, my golly. I I did a contract with the Army base while I was in Ontario, and I have to say that it was a huge eye-opener for me. Mm. I had no idea how bad and high the numbers were for suicide, particularly among the medics. Yeah. And I had some really great conversations with some medics who came back with PTSD, who attempted suicide, and now we're receiving counseling to help Mm -hmm. with that. But it was a huge eye-opener for me because we we really forget about that a lot of times. We do. And it's extremely traumatic. And, I mean, my golly, I don't know how how you get through that unless you do have the proper counseling. Yeah. So thankfully, they've recognized that and have implemented some things. I think they still have a long way to go, mm-hmm. but at least now there's that acknowledgement.
0: Yeah, the awareness is out there. People yeah. are talking. I mean, again, they're professionals. You know, we think, oh, well, they're supposed to be trained in this, but we're human beings. Yes. This impacts us. We, you know, have empathy and compassion. We live in and work in the communities and we know some of these individuals who are harmed. How
1: can it not impact you as an individual? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the big thing is the labeling, right? I mean, Mm. you know, society has labeled people. I mean, back in the day, you know, my grandfather was supposed to go to a psychiatrist, and and it was a shrink, and he would never, ever, ever go. So thank goodness, times have changed. I think that there still is a lot of room to grow. Mm. However, we are talking about it. Yay! Yes, so thank (laughs) goodness for programs like this, Charlene. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it it is so true, and to have support mechanisms in place, Mm -hmm. and to get rid of that labeling, I think is critical. And the only way that we can do that is by conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's about getting, for me, it was about
1: getting over my ego to ask for help. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's hard. Of course, it definitely is hard. And I mean, it makes you vulnerable.
0: Yes. Right.
1: And I mean, (laughs) we don't, as, as a species, we don't like to be Vulnerable? No.
0: Well, because we don't create safe spaces anymore like we used to. We need to have safe spaces for people to come in to be able to open up and be vulnerable to actually heal. So providing that psychological safety is necessary in any kind of uh, trauma-restoring relationship. So whether that's in group coaching, individual coaching, therapy, whatever it is, psychological safety, that person has to feel safe.
1: Oh my golly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not judged. I mean, I know personally, many people who've gone through a number of psychologists or psychiatrists Mm -hmm. and it just hasn't been a fit, but then they're, they're left out there because we don't have the numbers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, we're looking at different forms of supporting individuals on a day-to-day basis, instead of people having to seek out psychiatrists or therapists. Yes, they're definitely needed for oh, people sure. who are, you know, experiencing mental illness. Um, but on a day-to-day basis with mental health well being, we can really Assist one another if we get out of that judgment, Mm -hmm. labeling, and just realize that we are all human. None of us are perfect. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. All those things are
1: okay. Absolutely. It's what you do with it. Exactly. And the other thing that you just, it just popped into my head was that control, right? Mm. We all are, we all have that control. And we can take better care of ourselves. Yeah. It does require doing. <laughs> it's
0: it's not easy, folks.
1: No. But and, you're and, worth it. Right? And that's, I think that one of the big messages that I would like for people to, to really, really hear is that you can do it. You mm-hmm. can make a change in your life for the better. Does that mean that your mental health issues will go away? Absolutely not. But- you can make things more bearable for yourself, but yeah. it does take time and effort, and yeah. it is not easy. And you do need support. Absolutely. You, and you have
0: control over who you surround yourself with. And that's a huge thing too, isn't it? Get out of those toxic relationships and surround yourself with people who feel that you are worthy and are willing to support you in your
1: wellness. Oh my golly. And if you can avoid those negative people, that's, that's better. Yeah. But in times when you can't, I have a little ritual that I do, which is a little bit corny, but it works for me. Mm, sure. And I surround myself with the positive bubble of light and love that is kind of like my force field. Mm-hmm. And it's, I do, it's a little ritual when I know that I have to be around some people that may drain me because yep. we all have to deal with them sometimes. Yeah. But this invisible bubble <laughs> actually protects me, mm-hmm. and if I forget, sometimes I'll do a little ritual. And even even if I don't forget, sometimes stuff can sneak through. But I do a little ritual afterwards just to get anything anything that shake stuck. it off, baby. Yeah. I call and it. It's, yeah, it is. It, that's exactly what it is. I just yeah. I wipe it away and get rid of all of that, and just you know remind myself, okay, you're you you are showing up as the positive energetic individual that you are.
0: Mm -hmm. And, and so on top of that, I have another tool that people can use. If you don't want to use the bubble, I do the whole, what is this person trying to teach me? (laughs) That's a good one too. How is this person trying to make me a better person? The empathy, the compassion. But for me, I, I very much, and I use this with particularly youth, um, is, what is this person trying to teach me with this challenge?
1: That's a that's a great way to look at things. And there are always lessons learned. Mm-hmm. I think that is an important, a very important thing to remember is that we talked about, you know, failure yeah. and people being afraid to failure. That's just, there. there's that's nothing life. wrong with that. And I mean, you know, first attempt in learning, turn it around, make it, you know, something positive? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a way that something didn't work. Or what was the lesson in that? What do I need to learn from that? What do I try next time? Mm -hmm. But learn. There's the important piece. Learn from your mistakes.
0: But the only reason we're concerned about failure is because we fear somebody else is going to judge us. Well, that's true. Ego has a big role. There's no question. Yeah. So if we can throw that to the side um, and realize that, you know, we can't control the way other people think or judge us, and it's all about us and how we feel, then life's good. So Jen, how can people reach you?
1: Well, you can reach me, uh, on my website at www.jazzpotential.com and it's J-A-S as in Jennifer Ann Stewart. Also, you can email Jennifer at jazzpotential.com. Or you can even call me, 902-233-4175.
0: Well, I want to thank you for joining me today.
1: It's been a slice. I had a lot of fun.
0: Thank you. So on behalf of myself and Jim Francis, my producer, you're listening to Mental Health. Let's talk about it on CIOE 97.5. Be empowered.